Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to the Glovers Cast. I'm Ian, as ever, joined by Mr. Ben Barrett. Hello. And standing in for David Coates is Chris Fox. Hello. Welcome back. How are you doing? Thank you very much. Thanks for the invite back. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Um, we all saw the game on Tuesday. Myself and Foxy from uh, a rather chilly Hewish Park. And Ben from a rather warm and cosy house in Leeds the, the heating was on only very briefly but it was on <laughs> wow there we go we could have done with some heating at Hewish Park it was bloody <laughs> it, freezing it, it was it was Sheridan will attest to this I did not stop hopping around the whole time I was on commentary I was just like on tiptoes bouncing around because it was so cold <laughs> um yeah uh I think we might be a bit divided on this one, when we talk about the game on Tuesday night, um, perhaps because we have different perspectives from where we were watching the games, maybe. Um, let's talk about our impressions of the first half, shall we? Let's just get straight into it. Um, Foxy, were you in the terrace or in the... Uh... I was in the terrace, yeah. I yeah. was behind the goal in the terrace of my normal spot. Yes. On what was what was your take on our first half performance on in the first half performance I thought I personally thought we played really well we knocked the ball about for the first time in god knows how long 
and we actually looked confident in doing so, um, which was a pleasant change, pleasant surprise. Obviously, I've not seen the team play since the Torquay game early, early January. Obviously, we've had a lot of, uh, you know, we've had quite a few new additions since then. And I was pleasantly surprised at how well we we looked up until we got to the opposition penalty area. And then it all seemed to run out of ideas. But I thought we played really well up until that point. Um, you know, defensively we looked strong, I felt, uh, in the first half. Um, and offensively, I thought the new additions in, well, Charlie Cooper sort of being the anchor in midfield, which I think is, he looked really good. And I think it's, person, on a personal note, I think Staunton plays better centre-back. Um, so it's good to see him there. Um, and Charlie Cooper playing in that anchor role, I felt he controlled the midfield. I think he's spraying passes out left, right and centre. And I felt we looked really confident in the first half up until we got anywhere into the penalty spot, really. Um, I agree. I, I think our first half performance, although we didn't get the goal, was as good as I have seen us play in terms of controlling the ball for as long as I can remember. I, I even like Darren Siles' first season, we, you know, we, we had, you know, really good spells of play and obviously loads of really good results in that performance in, in that season. But I, I don't remember us controlling the ball and really not giving the team that much of a sniff. Um, in terms of prolonged spells of possession for a long, 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 long time. Like their only chances in that first half came from um, breaks, but we quickly picked up the ball and just, I don't know, it felt like that midfield was really fluid, moving all over the place. Matt Worthington played in every position except in goal. He was just everywhere. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed the first half. I, I, I just thought it was, yeah, we were lacking the goal, but I don't... I don't remember us. Well, we haven't played like that this season at any point. Um, ben, you felt a bit differently about that first half performance. Yeah, I thought we were. I thought we were really average against a side that had made their mind up that they didn't want the football. The reason I think we look so controlled is because Wilson didn't want it. All they wanted was to soak an attack up and and then break. Um, possession was high um, because Wilson didn't want the ball um, and I thought we were making wrong decisions in the final third I thought we looked completely toothless going forward it was it felt like Maguire drew a bust because his sat nav wasn't working unfortunately it was bust there were too many times where People didn't take responsibility going forward. They'd rather stop, take the extra touch and pass it for someone else to do something. Someone someone, someone at some point had to grab that attacking threat and possession by the scruff of the neck or something stupid was going to happen in the second half, like your best defender getting sent off. Um, I, was in, I was infuriated with the way it was. It was just so... We've been here a few times. Um, I Yeah, 
I, I was all a bit nonplus about it. I thought I thought I thought it was really really average. I don't think Wilson were were up to much at all. Don't think they wanted the ball. Their best ball carrier, their best possession player was on the bench. Um, just, there was just nothing to it for me. The reason we looked solid defensively is because they offered nothing going forward. I'd go play at the back and it would have been fine. I don't. I don't think. I don't think we let them have the ball. I, I don't think there. I don't think it was particular case of them not wanting it. I think we just press at, at points when they did get the ball, we closed them down so quickly and got it back and sort of started again that it was just a case of that's how they had to play. In my view, I think I know they they did get on the ball more in the second half, obviously with the ten men. And I think they had the players. I think Alarakia, Al- 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 whatever his name was, was he? He was certainly the one that was causing the problems when he was picking up the ball in, um, in those midfield areas. I t- I totally agree on the sort of you know everything inside the eighteen yard box. Um, Jordan, Jordan Young, almost that uh, false nine type of striker coming short to come and get things rather than. Being in the box, there are a couple of chances, weren't there, when Oliver Bory gets a ball across. Um, I didn't hear Jordan Young's name once in the first half. I don't think he's a solo front man. I think he needs a buddy. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think he he's quite silky. He's a silky yeah. type of player, but not that, um, not that leading striker at the moment. He might be at some point, but he, he didn't do that job particularly well um i i think i just felt it was quite relentless at points yeah we did you know we didn't get ourselves into those spaces but in terms of just wearing a team down i think had that second half gone a little bit differently um i really think we would have found that goal um my, my argument is though that nil nil you are always giving that that moment away. That absolute worldie from 30 yards of a free kick. You're always giving away the horrible error, your goalkeeper slipping up on a dodgy surface. You're always giving up your best centre-back. That opportunity for it to go the other way is always there at nil-nil. And the fact that you cannot, that we didn't put them to the sword and turn 65-70% possession in the first half into the goalkeeper actually having to make a save for me, absolutely criminal, absolutely criminal. And you open yourself up for, for a moment of madness in the second half, not even something of your own doing. You give away a silly free kick 35 yards out and Max Gretchmar pings in the top bins. You kind of have to just shrug your shoulders and go, okay, fine. You've lost one nil. I'm, I'm, I'm bored of us being nearly good. Yeah, I, you know, I, I do, you know, like I said, I do agree there. Um, like I said, until we, when we got to the final third, we played it, passed it around nicely. When we got to the final third, we were, we were toothless. For me, Jordan Young is um, a, an attacking midfielder, you know, a cam as such, in my opinion. I don't think he's an, like the striker that he played on, on Tuesday night. And obviously that was known because he went off after 50 minutes and it was clear to see that he was probably going to be taken off quite shortly after half time. I think my frustration was that we never got people in the 
in their box. We'd never, ever, we'd ne like, it was so frustrating. And, and we'll talk about it in the second half as well. But we only ever had one person in the box when we were attacking. And that really, really, really frustrated the, the, the fans, really, um, who were there, in my opinion, behind the goal. We were just getting more and more frustrated because you could see that we were playing, like you say, we had the possession, we were playing well. But it's that last final third, and it is just so frustrating when you see one person in the box. And yes, Worthington played great. He was never in that bloody box. He was never in there helping the striker. And that is one of that should be really part of his job as that attacking midfielder. And it should have been part of like Oliver Bore or Maguire Drew, who, as Ben still said, he didn't have, he did have an off day at one stage. He was playing left back when after the, in the second half. I'm not sure if you noticed that. Yeah, uh, that, like, yeah, I think that that was and, and that was after the red card, wasn't it? It was, it was sort yeah. Of, but right. it's just so frustrating to see that we passed the ball really well. We played, we looked good up until that final fit. And if you only have one person in the box trying to get in, you know, against four other players. We're never going to score. And that's the problem that we've got at the moment is that we just don't look like scoring. It makes it very we're a striker easy. away from being a good... Uh, well, we're, we're a very good striker away from being a good team. It makes it very division. easy. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It makes it very easy for the Wilson defence to figure out where a cross is going when there's only one yes. person in there. Yeah. Makes it very, very easy. The ball can only really go to one place. Well, you put two of them on him and you're probably covered. Um, it was the lack of grabbing the attack by the scruff of the neck. The first one with Oliver Bory. Hit the thing with your left foot. Why are you yeah. trying to come back inside? Hit the damn thing. And the number of times I was just thinking, just hit it. Just make the keeper think about it for just five seconds and someone follow it in. You just don't know. But the goalkeeper has not had a single thing to do. He's not even had to barely pick up a, a P-roller. And that is, for me the most concerning thing. You can have all the possession in the world against a team, like I say, who I think were happy to give up the possession. They didn't want the ball at all. Um, and for us to have all that possession and to not turn it into anything even remotely interesting is honestly shocking. At home, put it into context, at home, off the back of a really good 2-0 win. If we go into that game use all that possession, all that lovely, beautiful midfield passing, because it was nice. And I love that Cooper dropped back in defence so that Bevan could have a little wander. I love that the three could literally just move around. Diath would hold for a bit and then Cooper would have a go. And all that was lovely. But the fact that it never came to anything off the back of a really good 2-0 away win. I mean, talk about setting your stall out. Go and stick two past Dagenham without conceding, two past Wilson without conceding. You beat two playoff challenges, two zip inside three days. Boom, there's your, there's your marker for the rest of the season. Now we're going into a game against bottom of the table, Maidstone, thinking, can we? Can we score against this lot? Can we score against anybody? It's just I a complete change of mindset that is just, honestly, it, it's, so, it's the biggest missed opportunity of the season so far, by a mile. I would say Dagenham only had 10 men on Saturday. And, you know, I know we've struggled previously in those situations, but we've, we've got a manager who 
I think can get more out of these players. But obviously, the, the I think perhaps had we not had Owen Bevan sent off, this might be a different conversation tonight. Um, that was obviously the big turning point of the game. What was your guys' takes on it? Foxy, you go first. How did you? What could you see All from day that long, challenge? Red. <laughs> Stand it straight away. As soon as I saw it, went. He's off. He's gone. Yeah. Like I, I get, you know, he, he's he is a ball playing defender, and you know he was bringing that out. But as soon as he lost that ball, he knew what was happening. He knew exactly what was happening. And to be fair, I was I even obviously all I saw was was Bevan lunging in. I didn't even really see where he where he got him. Um, but you knew it was it, you knew it was a red. You knew like he dived in. It was all day long for me, all day long. And I think it was a bit of a silly, it was a silly decision from him. He's a great player. I know he's 19 and obviously he's got a lot of learning to do, but you don't do that. You're not 19 you forever. You don't just lunge in. <laughs> ben, on the stream, what was it looking like? Oh, immediate red. Um, not malicious. I don't think he's trying to hurt the player. He's just over on the ball. He's stretching for it. It's out of control. Both his feet are pointing in the same direction. I don't think they're particularly high, but both his feet are pointing in the same direction. Um, and you can tell that Ben Richards Everton thinks it's a red card as well, because when they're all having a bit of a um together, everyone's together on the pitch. Ben Richards Everton's scrambling around on the bench trying to grab his stuff because he thinks, Oh, I've got to get I've got to get warmed up because I think I'm coming on in a minute. Um, before the ref pulls a red card out. So just a just a bog standard red card big miss and a long-term miss it's going to be a long time before we play three more games so we're going to be out we're going to be uh, without him for for nearly a month i think it is 25th at the end of this month before we're likely to see him again in a league game so yeah um yeah a big miss for a far well, quite happy to call him our best defender so far this season so um i did i did want to give ben richards ever a bit of a shout out because he's got a bit of stick in the past uh, from me mostly, um, <laughs> but I thought he was brilliant when he came on when we were under the cosh of parts of the second half. There was one where a ball goes up for a header on the halfway line, and there's two players underneath the header, one of ours, one of theirs. And even on the stream, you can hear Ben Richards Everton call for it and just plow through the header. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can get behind, I can get behind that. And he has a couple of moments when. It is back to the wall. Him and Josh Staunton clear a few and block a few at the end. So I, I suspect he'll be the one that comes in over Hunt, who's obviously been out of the squad for the last couple of weeks. But yeah, um, he, he he impressed me when he came on in, in a defensive sense. I think he needs a bit, perhaps a bit of exposure to build some confidence. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Because he's certainly been uh, the scapegoat for a lot of things this season um I, I don't think he's had a brilliant season for us and but yeah i think he uh certainly on on tuesday night he came in and really performed because you know josh staunton was a one-legged man for mm. a lot of that second half i wonder if the plan for staunton is just get through maidstone and then rest up for a couple of weeks yeah i mean what uh, I was going to talk about the defenders because obviously Edwin Agbaji had his um, <laughs> first start and was brilliant. I think going forward in that first half, 
getting himself into positions to get crosses into the box. Um, doesn't play like an 18-year-old at all. Um, and then, obviously, in the second half, he had to do the defensive side as well and really showed what a good fullback and a good defender he is. A couple of really nice tackles in there. A couple of tackles that you could forgive an 18-year-old for being a bit half-hearted going into, but he didn't. He was proper proper crunching, proper proper crunching at cornflake the t- uh, tackles on a couple of occasions, <laughs> which I like to see from a young lad. There's no fear from from him. And you are right. There was a couple of times on that right-hand side in the first half where he came in on his left foot and was just dinking crosses into the box to the one person in the box. And you're thinking, this is the kind of delivery we want a little bit more of and we maybe haven't seen an awful lot of from that right-hand side. We get it a lot from record on the left, but we don't have that on the right-hand side for a new number of different reasons. We don't really have sort of a solid set right back this season. If he's with us for a while, is it a month or is it an end of season job? Uh, I'll plead the fifth, Your Honour. Yep, yeah, sure. I think it might be an end of season, if but it, I don't know. If it is, I, I think he's got a bit of the damn mosses about him in so yeah. much as he can... He can, he can settle that position for himself and Morgan Williams have to find himself probably a little bit more central and, and Chury Johnson have to find himself a little bit more forward to get into the side. I think, uh, yeah, genuinely really pleased with that performance. And I hope, I hope he's one we can stick with. It is until the end of the season. That's good. I, I like that. I, I, like... I messaged Coatsy 20 minutes into the game on Tuesday, just to say the new lad at right back, Looks very, very good. No, just and... just just texting Dave, are we? Or... Uh, yeah, I'm just texting Dave. Sorry, <laughs> mate. Thanks, bud. Don't worry about it. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. Nice to know. Look, nice to know. No, 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 no. Give you a hug. Don't have to explain ourselves around here. No, no, Save it for Dave. Maybe Dave. Maybe Dave wants it more. I don't know. Okay, but it's fine. He looks a very good player. Definitely, um, probably one of the best. Well, I'd say the best right back we've had since Dan Moss. I was when, Rob, when we signed Rob, him. Former Glovers Cast quiz champion Rob Manley <clears throat> will be um, really taking pause to think about the Dan Moss comparison here because. Well, we love uh, Dan Moss. Yeah, find me a bigger fan of Dan Moss than Rob Manley, and I'll call you a liar. Well, we we love him, and that was. I thought about whether or not I should compare, but I like what I see. Um, I was looking at um, when we signed him I needed a picture because we're not allowed to use the official picture so I needed to go on YouTube and screen grab a picture to use of him and there's a compilation of him as an attacker he's like an attacking winger for the Irish under sort of youth system of compilation of him being really tricky scoring goals getting crosses in and you can see that in his game but that clearly he's got that defensive training from from his his parent club so you can see that's got it's got a bit about him, and I'm looking forward to seeing if he can replicate what record did, particularly the early part of the season on the other side. Before we go on to Grant Smith, let's just talk about some of Josh Staunton's last ditch blocks. Um, unbelievable, just <laughs> unbelievable to be in those positions. It felt like it felt like they were tackles that he absolutely had to get right, and. With one leg strapped up, he um <laughs> he somehow managed it. Man's a machine, isn't he? Yeah, I think I called him the Terminator at one point. Quite possibly. Um, <laughs> he just doesn't know. 
doesn't know when to give up, doesn't know when to stop. I mean, can't ask a lot more from your captain, really, can you? To set that example to, to any of the young lads that are there, to any of your centre-back partners that are in there. This is the standard. Come and match it. Have yeah. you listened to Mark Cooper's presser today yet? Uh, no, I've been busy. Um, I, ha- I I managed to catch it, yes. Yeah, I thought it was um, interesting that he said he thinks Josh Staunton prefers playing at centre-back, is more comfortable at centre-back um, than in that midfield role, uh, hence the addition of Charlie Cooper to stepping in there. Um, it, it's a bit of a debate, isn't it, Foxy? Who, who Where do you... Where would you rather see Josh Staunton? Because sometimes when he's put a centre back, people are like, "Oh, I'll put him back in midfield, and it'll, you know, it will get a little uh, bit centre back all day long, all mm. day, all day, every day." I've I've been a, I've I think I've messaged Ben and Dave quite a few <laughs> oh, times. So you got this, that message, Ben? I got that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one giving me a hard time. Yeah, don't worry about that. We won't that talk about that, that one found its way through. Uh, um, yeah, all day long. Staunton is is us is a centre back. I, in my personal opinion, I think when he plays in centre defence midfield, I don't see the don't think we see the best of him. Centre back, just outstanding. Every single every single game, he's brilliant in centre back. Well, I think in some time some games, he goes a little bit missing in the defence midfield role. I just think he's brilliant at centre back. So for me, that's where he should be playing. He was good when he had Phil next to him. Was he Phil or was he Grant? <laughs> God, yeah. Um I, I forgot about that. Um yeah, I, I didn't know which one. I think he was Grant, because Phil's a little bit ginger in real life, so Gorman was Phil. <laughs> yeah. I I was a big midfield guy for for Staunton. <laughs> Were you? I was. Um <laughs> I, I've always preferred him in midfield, but now the midfield has somebody else to do that job. I think I can see why we would have him in defence for the foreseeable. That was my issue, is that we needed someone at the base of that midfield to do the marshalling that we haven't had. And I saw against against Oldham, Staunton played everywhere. It was it was ridiculous. He was the only one trying. So to have him now in a settled position, I think we can we can plan with him as a central defender for the rest of the season. It gives us a fair few central defenders, by the way, especially if Morgan Williams is going to end up back in there. Gives us plenty of options. Yeah, we were all set up for, you know, back five for <laughs> a while, weren't we? Yeah, so true. we stocked up. We stocked up big time. Um, should we talk about the best goalkeeper in the league? By a mile. 12 clean sheets now for the season. Cleanos. Uh, yeah, sorry, apologies. Cleanos, 12 cleanos for the season. Uh, a massive save in the first half. Mm. Um, after the after the match, he said he was begging the referee to give a corner just so he could uh, claim that it was a save. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, un- unbelievable performance again from Grant Smith. You, you were right behind him in that second half, Foxy. What was it like watching him keep all those shots out? He's just unbelievable, isn't he? Was it the second half where he tipped that one onto the post? That's yeah. ridiculous. Unbelievable. That... Like, how, how how he saved that, I had no idea, because that looked like it was in all day. And to 
somehow his arm just seemed to keep stretching and stretching and stretching just to tip it onto the I think it was onto the pot. I was like, oh my God. If yeah. um if David De Gea makes that or Courtois or Mendy or any of the top Prem goalies in the or the world goalies makes that save. Aaron Ramsdale. Aaron Ramsdale. Um you are you're seeing it on Sky Sports News slowed down from 112 angles. He has no right to get his hand up there. He has no right. He's also got people diving in the way to try and get their bodies in the way. You can see the still image that the goalie coach Phil put on social media. Staunton's lying on the four floor spread eagle because he's tried to block it. He has no right to get anywhere near it. It's just instinct. You can't plan for that to go in there. That's just split second instinct. And that is the sign of a goalkeeper in just ridiculous form. I wanted, I wanted to mention the one in the second half where he's dived to his left. Feels a little bit, if you watch it, it just looks fairly straightforward. Guy cuts in, right foot shot. But it goes through two Yeovil players to get there. I think Morgan Williams must be completely blocking his view. And he still gets down and saves it and gets it around the post. Just just ridiculous form in the moment. And it is the best keeper in the league. And I was very happy when the EFL transfer window slammed shut and he was still our player. Especially as in the second half, he had to deal with the sandcastles. He did also in the, have to. Uh, yeah. In the penalty, in penalty uh, area yeah. as well. He, well, he yeah. will be put, pulling sand out of his orifices for weeks. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> was it just sand? They were... They, I think I know that, that I saw him dropping sand on it, but yeah, he, he dropped the whole bucket, I think, in the just before the game. <laughs> but was was some of it where they were trying to melt the pitch for the other game? Like it looked to me like it was, you know, scorched earth territory. <laughs> Is it rock yeah. salt? I think <laughs> to, without obviously being able to go onto the pitch and look in, it looked like obviously the amount of work that they must have done to try and get that game, that frozen pitch actually sort of ready, which obviously it wasn't, which was quite obvious. They look like they've um, damaged the playing surface by quite substantially. And I think the sand probably hid that fact, I would say, because it didn't look, when obviously a month away from Hewish Park, it the pitch didn't look as good Tuesday night as it had done against Torquay and I think it looks like more damage has been done than what should have what it should have what should have really happened to be honest and I think the sand was covering covering the surface the playing surface up I think it looked a bit muddy in in places and yeah not well, good there are a couple moments where Oliver Bory was running through and his foot is like his foot gets stuck in the pitch doesn't it um, I think it was in the first half and it kind of he rolls his ankle and um, isn't able to go in the direction he wanted to there are a couple of slips and I think it's been a few moments this season I, where players yeah. have slipped at, like, at the like, wrong think, time I think on that front I think it's probably a bit of both I think it's probably the player on the pitch because Olorobore is very good he's quick but I think there was occasions, especially on Tuesday night, that he either picked the wrong, did the wrong thing, or overhit, underhit passes. So I think it's probably a bit of both, in my opinion. I like Oliver Bore, 
but he needs some bloody end product. He's quick and he can get round a player, but Jesus, his delivery sometime is piss poor. Sorry, you're going to have to press the button. You are um, Debs is going to be furious. She's going to be fuming. Sorry, Debs. But um, yeah, I, he's, a, he's a good player, but he's a frustrating player. That F word has got a, a lot of use tonight. Yeah, yeah. Foxy's come on full of frustration tonight. I have. You're taking right. out, taking out on us. Um, okay, is that enough on Wildstone? I think so. If we felt well. I was quite happy until I spoke to you two, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Should have seen the WhatsApp chat, yeah. the Glover's Cast WhatsApp chat. Dave and Ian were like, "Well, that was all right, wasn't it?" And I was going, "No, it was rubbish." It it was like a total role reversal. <laughs> I, I I didn't enjoy it. I, I, hang on. What? So hang on. What? Okay. D- what ranking out of seven do you give that performance? Um. <laughs> well, I think the fact that we ended up just a just a number or do thanks, Perkins. Four. Four. Over the course of the ninety minutes, considering what happened. Okay. Slap bang in the middle. Okay. Happy with that, Foxy? Higher or lower than four? I know how I, 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 I know actually, how you are was, at quiz games. I was actually <laughs> gonna be be more Barrett, you know, positive. Yeah. Um, and go four and a half. No such yeah. thing as a half. No, you can't do half. No. Oh come on. <laughs> no. Otherwise, this is the Elliot Watts ometer. You cannot have halves. Come on. I apologize to Elliot Watts um when he listens to this. I'll go four then okay. as well. Because I think one goal and I think it would have been a five or a six. How can a game, how can a team put in a performance with zero shots on target and have anything higher than a three? For me, zero shots on target, the absolute ceiling is a three. The absolute ceiling, and it would have to be a generous three. But do you not take into account the like we drew nil nil against a part-time team? The defensive. We've done a lot, we've done a lot worse. There's no chance that can be a four. Do you do you Think we're making progress? No, not yet. Wow. We have better players. We have better managers. We are not getting massively better, as the league table suggests. I think we are. I really I think we are. I think what we need so much better than what we were. I the, the we league table doesn't Dave. lie. You need <laughs> to does. text Dave, get him round to Leeds, <laughs> and give Ben a hug. We are. I, I know I'm, the league. I'm table being told. Does. I'm. I'm being told we're on a journey, and I'm not quite sure where to. Nineteenth. Is that where we're going? Is that where we're heading to? But where? We're only eight points off for playoffs. Yeah, I know. Come on. But how are we <laughs> going to win the three games to get nine points? If we don't shoot. True. We don't. We don't shoot, shoot a goal. How many we games do you win one nil without a shot on target in your life? Very few. Starting think, the target, and yeah, that I whole think, performance can be a four. But the, the performance cannot be anything higher than a three. I'm going to cut in some of your, some of the bits you said after we lost to Barnet at the start of the season in, in this episode. I'm not, because I don't have the time. But And we played lovely football, but we had shots on target. We just couldn't take our chances. And we lost 2-0. We lost 2-1. 2-1, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which means we at least had a shot on target at some point in that game. <laughs> so that was a four. Okay. Well, it had a better chance. It, it had a more qualification of being a four. 
Yeah. I just, I, I sat there and I didn't know. I didn't feel like I got nine pound fifties worth of entertainment out of my team. And I wouldn't have liked to have paid 18, 20 quid to go there on a Tuesday night and pay for that myself. And my line in the conclusions was I'm bored of trying to win one nil and settling for nil nil. I'd much rather try and win four nil and settle for three all. Same outcomes. <laughs> Still trying for three points, but getting one. But I'm just, I, that, it was boring, that game. It was, I was bored. Entertain me. Try it and score a goal, please. I think you'd have been entertained if you were there. Maybe, if I'd have been caught up with it. I thought, I don't know, how did, how did it, how what was the feeling like in the Thatcher's boxy? Because to me, it felt like the, the crowd were into it. I mean, the end of the game, there was, you know, applause from, it wasn't like a, oh, bloody hell, this is points lost. It felt like people were kind of happy come the final. I, I think on, on that front, it's because um, we need warming up. So we needed to clap <laughs> our hands to get us to keep warm. Okay. Um, but okay. in all seriousness, I think that, that probably stemmed from the fact that we'd been down to 10 men from the 55th minute. Yeah. And the, as soon as we got that sending off, there was a lot of people that were resigned to lose Backs it. against the wall. Backs against Backs the wall against defense. The wall and go, Try and get the nil-nil. Here we go again. We're going to concede a stupid goal um, and lose 1-0 or 2-0. But we didn't. And to be fair... Although Grant Smith made some really good saves, we we actually sorry Ben, we still attacked um, a little bit. But again, as I sort of mentioned earlier on, even when we attacked, um, we were still only getting one man in the box, and that was a little bit frustrating still because it looked again. I couldn't really see it from my end because obviously I'm right in I'm in the in the factory, so I don't know how it looked. Um, either on TV or where your position in the ivory tower was, uh, Ian, uh, of the commentary, <laughs> there's, there's bo- no the commentary box. There's no um, ivory. There's not even any light. <laughs> that's all been sold off. You know, there were there were times where it looked like Fisher was close to getting a goal. Um, there was other opportunities. You just think, surely someone's getting old, getting that ball because it looked like balls were coming across the six yard or the penalty area. And we still were getting nowhere bloody near the ball. There was that one ball across the box where I, I afterwards I said Fisher just needs to throw himself at it like Gaza in 96 and get something on it because it was, yeah, there was that lack of anticipation. Anyway, I think we've done enough on Wheelstone because we're, <laughs> we're 40 minutes in and... Uh... Oh, gee, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little bit to, a little bit to go. So we're playing Maidstone at the weekend. Uh, From Dave, one stone to another. Yeah, all the stones. Um, stone is rolling. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, Dave has spoken to Joe JP on comms, who is a Maidstone supporter ahead of this weekend's game. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, this is Dave, and I thought I had to add something to today's uh, edition of the Glover's Cast. So here I am with Joe, our resident Maidstone United fan, who we caught up with back in October ahead of our game down there. Um, a lot has changed since that uh, very painful last minute of all last minute penalties that we conceded in the uh, the first game when we had Mark Cooper sat in the stand. So Joe, first of all, welcome back to the Glover's Cast. Oh, thank you very much for having me on. It's definitely been a uh, a strange last few months, hasn't it? It certainly has. Yeah, I've been having a bit of a look around and everything. You two, you've had a change of manager. You've had quite a number of players change, and you've had uh, a takeover which looked like it was happening and now looks like it's not happening. So um, I suppose we'll start with the um, with the manager because, um, get my pronunciation right here, Hakan Hayretin, is that right? Yeah, well, Hakan Hayretin, about that. Hakan yeah. Hayretin has, uh, has, has left you. He's been been sacked, it's probably fair to say, at the, at the start of, uh, well, just after New Year, wasn't it? And um, probably a more familiar face, George Elikobi, who obviously... Um, uh, probably best name for playing for Wolves, I would say. Um, yeah, but obviously yeah. was a amazing player. He is now your interim manager. He's not. He's not permanent, is he? No, that's right. He's uh, currently in a caretaker role. Uh, just yeah. entering his third week now, yeah. alongside his birthday, which of course uh, is interesting for him. I think <laughs> he's got a lot of stress at the moment around his birthday. So, yeah, right. it'll be interesting to see how he does with that. Right, got. I I don't get that one. Is it got about his birthday? What's what's that about his birthday? Yes, it was his birthday yesterday. Um, oh, I see. Since since he's come in, um, right. I, I don't imagine this is the time to be celebrating with a few of the recent results. But I've got you. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, well. Uh, so I suppose first the 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 outgoing manager. Um, did that come as a surprise? I think a lot of people thought that he'd already gone past his time here mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of people thought he still hadn't quite got there yet so that often means it's usually about the right time if you've yes. got some people you know on either side of the coin um, for me I, I was very sad to see him go um, obviously we had some fantastic moments last season you know it's my first season commentating for the club as well um, <clears throat> so being really invested in the club last season was you know, a big part of uh, Hakan's doing, really. Um, mm-hmm. You've got everybody on board, you know, back in the National League. And um, we started off really well. You know, I don't think anybody was against the first at least six weeks of the season. I mean, that was just great. Um, we was in a decent position. Um, and then, unfortunately, we just kind of went on this run, kind of got stuck in this bit of a rut, really, where, you know, we couldn't always see where the next win was going to come from. Mm-hmm goals were going to come from and 
you know, at the end of the day, I think it is a results business. I think we had three wins in 21, 23, something yeah, it like that. Yeah, looks like you, you had a spell from the sort of start of September to the start of November where you there's quite a few um, L's there um, and four, four draws as well. So um, I suppose that was the, the thicky period. But then you picked up a couple of wins by the looks of it. You won at Scunthorpe, you won uh, home to, to, to Maidenhead there mm. and um, and then one in the FA Trophy as well, but that that wasn't enough to to do it for him. No, unfortunately not. Um, of course, you know I was at the um, Mainhead games and the Scunthorpe game, um, mm. both really good results. A draw against Oldham in there as well, uh, in between those two games. Yeah. And then it kind of got to some games where we really should have been getting more out of it. Mm. Um, we played Woking uh, away. We had a, a really good performance and still lost that one three one. Um, we played Altrincham at home, uh, another game where we just weren't at our best, but neither were they at times, and we probably should have got something from that as well. And then, you know, obviously we've got a game like against Dorkin, another, you know, 90 plus minutes, we can see two goals, throw away three points. Um, so it's been really tough. It has been really tough, that run that we went on there. And uh, I think that was probably what it was, just dropping points from winning positions, really. Sure. Um, not what you can afford in our position, unfortunately. No, absolutely. So Ella Kobe is uh, a former player, am I right? For, yeah, that's for, right. Yeah, and, and so was his appointment welcomed? Uh, was he already in the backroom staff at the, at the time? So I don't think at the time he was. At points no. this season, he has been. Right. Um, I know earlier on in the season, he was in the dugout for uh, at least two games, um, right. helping out in the coaching behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. um, but I know he's been doing other things behind the scenes, other clubs as well. Um, I know right. he's been working with Wolves and his own academy quite a lot as well. So, yeah, I think it was just kind of an in-between thing um, earlier on the season for us. And then, obviously, when Hakan's gone, all the boys who are at the club pretty much, besides the brand-new signings, would have known George anyway. Mm. So it seemed like quite a good motivational uh, appointment at the time. Okay. And um, since he, he's come in, uh, have... Have things uh, changed in terms? Of obviously, there's been a difficult run of results, but you, you've got some tough games in there. You've played Wrexham, you've played Notts County, you've played um, Dagenham in the in the playoffs there. I know more recently, Oldershot and um, uh, Torquay. But uh, what's his impact been since he came in at the turn of the year? Well, I think when he first came in, everybody was quite behind it. Um, I think everybody understood that there needed to be a caretaker in place for at least a little while. Um, and I don't think there could have been much better caretaker appointments. Obviously, Terry Harris, the old assistant manager, went with Hakan um, because of their, they got a very close bond. So there was no chance of him staying as a caretaker. But right. when George came in, I think everybody, you know, the emotional journey we all went on last season with the promotion and Ella Kobe actually retired during that season as well. He played his last game at the Gallagher um, in front of everybody, came off as a fantastic day. Um, so everybody really appreciated, you know, the, what he brought to the club in his time. Um, so when he came back, I think everybody was welcome to see him. Um, he brought back another old face as well in Ryan Gordon, um, an ex-coach from the Jay Saunders era. So he was back working with the club now as well um, on match days and things like that, doing some of the behind-the-scenes coaching. So, yeah, I mean, we definitely saw a boost. Uh, Notts County, I thought we played fantastically. Um, they had a lot of good players on the field as well. Um, a lot of their regulars, obviously not the massive likes of Langstaff and stuff like that, mm. but 
Um, a lot that was of an FA Trophy game, wasn't it? And it was, they, yeah. You, away. You, you, you won on penalties. So. It did win on penalties. Yeah, I think yeah. he was quite unlucky not to win uh, in, in normal time, really. But yeah. um, same against Wrexham. You know, we played absolutely fantastically against Wrexham. Arguably our best performance of the season, um, despite the loss. Again, that was another very, last very minute last goal, minute wasn't it? goal. Yeah. yeah, and that has just been something that's happened to us all season. Um, but I've I come away from Wrexham just devastated that we hadn't got anything from it, and I think that was obviously quite a good sign. But then you're, you're going to have to excuse me for not feeling too much sympathy about last-minute goals involving Maidstone, <laughs> because I I, I travelled all the way down to to Kent to see what I can only describe as the most horrendous penalty given against us on that day. Was was it that was just, Rory Deacon going down? By it was chance. him going down, and, and to be fair, it was a brilliant penalty. Is it Booty? Yeah, it was a fantastic penalty. Yeah, yeah, it was a great penalty, but it was never a penalty in a month of Sundays, <laughs> and um, that obviously uh, we, we 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 needed those three points like you wouldn't believe at the time. So um, yeah, I still haven't quite got over that, but um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, I pre- and and then. Your your last game out at Torquay on Saturday on last Saturday gone um, a, a defeat there as well. I imagine mm. that one would have stung a bit because they're obviously down there in the that bottom four with you. Yeah, well, just last Tuesday we actually had all the shot at home as well. Um, mm. Lost three 0 in that game. I was actually working, so I couldn't make it. But by many accounts, that's the worst performance we put in this season, which of course right. is quite a. Uh, difference from the Wrexham game just before that mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it was due to the lack of time in between games but yeah on to Torquay um, that was a tough one I did commentate that one and mm-hmm. obviously a very long journey from Maystone yeah. to Torquay as it is for many clubs um, and just to lose one nil that I think in that game I don't think we had a shot on target until the 85th minute right. um, I've seen some reports saying we didn't have any at all so you know that's obviously very troubling um, it's something I said earlier on uh, about we're not really sure where the goals are coming from. Jack Barham, bless him, you know, he's a fantastic player, uh, tries so hard, but he just doesn't always get the service and we don't really play to his game. So, yeah, it was definitely a tough one to take against Torquay last week. OK, so that brings us on to Saturday. Um, like you say, you've uh, obviously in a, in a bit of a, a bad run of form. Yeovil probably picked up a bit. Um, Mark Cooper, our uh, new manager, or he's in, in the stands for the first game um, at Maidstone. That was his, his first game watching on. He wasn't in charge of that one in October. Um, seems to have steadied the ship, turned us around a bit um, on the on the Oval side. What are you What are you expecting from Maidstone coming to Yeovil this weekend? Well, I'm expecting a big pickup, really. Um, I, I want to see us going back to those level, levels of effort that we saw against Notts County and Wrexham. Um, of course, you know, against the bigger teams, it's always great to put in a big performance. But um, uh, the situation we're in at the moment, every, every team is a big team. Every game is a huge game. Um, I've been speaking to a lot of people who've been saying every game should be treated like a cup final coming up because that's what it's going to take for us to actually stay up this season. Um, my hopes aren't too high. I am going to be realistic. Um, I understand Yeovil's form hasn't been too bad of late. Um, you know, good draw against Wildstone, I think, with 10 men um, yeah. yesterday, was it? Yeah, um, last night, yeah, on Tuesday Beating night. Dagenham as well. Yeah. You know, it, you've had some decent results in the last few games. You definitely decide whose home form in the in the league this season's fantastic, isn't it? I believe you haven't lost since October at home. Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't uh, since, since we changed managers. So under the under the new manager, um, 
we lost our last home game under the previous manager, Chris Hargreaves, um, 2-0 at home to Aldershot on the 25th of October. And then the following weekend was our trip to Maidstone on the um, on the 29th of October, which, as I say, that's when Cooper was in the stands. And since then, we, have, we haven't lost at home under him now. So we're definitely a, 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 different, um, a different proposition under him than we were when we played you last. Yeah, that's incredible. And a lot of teams say, you know, or a lot of people in football say that it is your home form that will keep you up in, you know, football. And you can see where Maystone have kind of forward along those lines. I mean, we have been slightly better at home, I think, this season than away, not by a great stretch. Um, but, you know, if we could have done what Yeovil had done in terms of putting together a string of performances where we're not losing, whether that just be getting draws, obviously you've got the most draws in the division, but that big separation of points you know you've got seven more draws than us if we had another seven points we'd be right on the cusp of relegation so we'd be a lot better off so you know mm. i think if we could have done something like that at a point during the season i think we'd be okay but yeah i mean going away to yeovil at the weekend uh, i'm not too hopeful i do think if we play well we can get a win um but it's just you never know what mason is going to turn up on the day at the moment right Okay, well, we'll leave it at that, and uh, and and uh, we'll we'll see after the weekend how how it comes. Are you making the journey down, Joe? I am. I'm commentating. Oh, yeah, talking Yeovil two weekends in a row oh, against my better judgment, I think. But I was going to say, we'll you've been, been a lot of the A three O three, then I'd imagine. Yeah, indeed. Evan. It's, it's, yeah, it's a long old journey. It is a long journey. You're absolutely right. Well, keep an eye out for uh, from Ian from the from the Glovers Cast. He, he'll be on the on the comms for BBC Radio Somerset, I think. So um, I'll, I'll I'll tell him to uh, to keep an eye out for you. But Joe, thanks again for joining us, and um, I'd say I'd say best of luck. Best of luck, obviously after this weekend <laughs> same goes for yourself thank you so much for having me on again you're listening to the gloves cast would it be a podcast without dave's lovely voice talking to another supporter would it um joe is not expecting much ben what are you expecting um i'm expecting a team that hasn't won a league game since mid-november to arrive i'm expecting them to try and do exactly what wilston did and that is sit off sit off sit off and I'm expecting us to try and win one nil. One nil. Yep. Foxy, what are you expecting? Uh, again, obviously, Maidstone are rock bottom of the league. Um, I would say, I would hope, I would expect us to actually win a game of football. Which would be nice, um, you know. We've we've, we've got, won a few games. We <laughs> we have, I know, but especially against bottom of the league at home. When I uh, before this, before Tuesday night, I was like, right, four points from two games, I'll be happy. Um, really? After after a win on Saturday, yeah, yeah, I would, really? I, I would have taken four points. So we need we need we need three points Saturday. Did you, you would have, so going into Tuesday, you would have taken just a point? Yeah. Okay. I would, well, Before I, Saturday, know, I would have taken four points um, based on where Dagenham are, Dagenham are, but I think, yeah, I think uh, six points would have been, would have been nice. Um, anyway, let's not go, let's not look back too far. Um, not yeah, mate, <laughs> exactly. I heard you say, um, Rolling Stones and Oasis getting a shout out on this podcast. Yeah, wow. What's the story? Um, anyway, 
<laughs> any other tunes feel free to drop them in um uh what was i saying my trail of thought has gone maidstone haven't won in nine in the league they've lost every one of those as well it's not that they've even drawn any oh yeah, yeah. they've lost, they've lost a lot of them um mark cooper's first match in charge was against maidstone wasn't it that not a penalty penalty was given against us to make oh, it yeah. a late draw um yes. Alex Fisher with that header from about a million miles out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Owen Bevan's like hopeful ball into like the edge of the box and somehow it ricochets into the top corner. Um a good chance for Mark Cooper to perhaps show that progression that you don't think we've seen. I absolutely think that's a a, a, a brilliant opportunity, yeah. To show that attacking progression. Give up a goal, it's fine. It's fine if Maidstone score. Go and score three goals. Go and make that happen. Throw an extra striker on the pitch. Make things actually seem like they're going to happen. Torquay went there and won 1-0. Aldershot went there and won 3. Um, Wrexham had a right go at them, conceded a couple of goals and still won. It's like they, this, this isn't a very good team that we're coming up against. Don't be standoffish. Get at them early. Test the goalie early. Make the goalkeeper actually work early. If we go 1-0 up quick, there is a chance floodgates can open. A chance. Because they are not very good. <laughs> um, but the longer they go into the game and the longer they get confident at being 0-0, the bigger chance of someone doing something stupid is. So, Would you change the attack? Yes. I'd have Jordan Young. I'd take Jordan Young off. Um, I'd start. I'd swap Wakefield for um, Oliver Bory, number one, because I think Wakefield came on with a bit of a point to prove. I think he should get that opportunity from the start. Young comes off, and I'd be tempted to throw Linton back in. If you don't want to go Fisher, I'd be. I feel like Linton is that is more happy being a a focal point of getting beyond rather than back to goal. I want us to be facing their goal more. I'm not worried about having a back to goal player. Yeah, I yeah, I'd like to see Linton. I think one of the one of the other things Mark Cooper said in his in the Gaffer's presser today was um, how he's spoken to those players. So Malachi Linton, Max Hunt, Charlie Wakefield, all of those types of players who have missed out on squads recently. To say, be patient. There is going to be opportunities to to come back in and you know you make a good point about Charlie Wakefield I thought when he came on he did look like he had a point to prove and uh, he was actually playing uh, on the right wing which yeah. is, is where we've wanted to see him all season <laughs> exactly back where he wants and I liked your little comment as soon as you came on you saw him go over there and you went and he's on the right wing <laughs> he made that point very clear for us <laughs> watching he's on the right wing yes that's where I want him yeah yes and, so and... he comes in definitely I think we'll also see Jack Clark probably play another think? 60 minutes. Yeah. Who, who for? You're not going to drop JMD? I... Do you think I'm for one of the midfielders? Do you think if Diaz actually, can't go? I would drop him for Lawson Diaz, personally. Let's not get Foxy started on Lawson. Um, I think I think he might take Oliver Bory out for Jack Clark. Um, I think when you look at what Oliver Bory did against Torquay coming on from the bench uh, I think he's 
a brilliant impact sub. And I think if, I don't know, it's that balance of do we keep throwing him in and eventually one of these shots is going to fly into the top corner or one of these crosses is going to come off or do we take him out the firing line, um, not expose him so much and, you know, give someone else a chance that then when he comes on and his, the fullbacks are knackered, you bring on Andrew the right winger or Andrew the left winger. I I I understand. Um, uh, <laughs> Oliver Bore infuriated me. He really he got tackled by the eighteen yard line. That got on my nerves. I think that was the pitch more than the line. Yeah, it was a good tackle <laughs> by the pitch. Um, but there was that one. He came in on his right foot, and the angle of the camera is right behind the foot. And you think that's a lot of goal you got to aim at there, pal. And he picks out Foxy behind in the stands. It's ridiculous. Um, How's your touch, yeah. Foxy? How? Yeah, headed it clear. Did you make? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I thought I saw it. someone do a bicey on the on the. <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> so back in. He's definitely got to come out, and it probably is a straight fight between Wakefield and Clark for the for that position. What's this squad? A, death a straight thing? fight. A straight a street fight. No, <laughs> that's street fight. on the on the streets of of Lufton Way. Um, just outside Priestnell Towers. Um, I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> yes. Should we do some questions? Because Coatsy, Coatsy kind of wound everyone up with a question today. He did. Bloody Coatsy. And there's I've, questions I've all over the shop. Have you there got? Is. So have I. What, so what have you got? Well, I've got both. I've got everything. I've got, got multiple, everything. multiple right. tabs Ooh. open. My, my broadband's fixed. I can handle multiple tabs. I'm going to say, you haven't been robotic today. Have you got... Okay, go on then. Because there's two lots of Facebook comments. Have you seen? Ooh. So there's Facebook comments on our thing, and there's Facebook comments within the Ciderspace thing. Yeah, yeah, because they post... Uh, there's none on the green and white page, but yeah. Post them everywhere. Cozy stirs it up, and he's not here. Does. We've got to go for Stirs it up and runs away. Well, then yeah. he, forget, he forgets how to read them as well, doesn't he? Like, mm, yeah, all comments. Come on. Um, before we do the questions, actually, uh, Coatsy has done a great job speaking to Craig Alcock on this month's oh. Glover's Past. Uh, I don't know if either of you have listened to it yet. It was meant um, to be my commute to work today, but then I didn't okay. commute to work. So, unfortunately not. But hopefully tomorrow is my chance to listen to it. Well, I've listened to it today. And uh, fantastic. What a, what a guy Craig Alcock is. Um, good memory as well. It's always good when a player has good, you know, a good memory and knows exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyable listen. So if you've not listened to it yet, listen to a local lad who... Uh, He's one of our own. He's one of our own. I won't finish it. It's fine. Crack oh, on. Okay. Uh, right. What questions do you want first? Um, do you want to do the one that... Do yeah, yeah. Should we do Facebook cider space question? Okay, Facebook cider space. We've got uh, right. So we've got. <laughs> if you're there, um, I'm also. I am there. If you, I am here. Okay. Hello. Um, Phil, Phil James. Hi, Phil. Should uncovered terracing such as the away end have a lower price of admission? Away standees are not given the same facilities as the home end. I did feel for the Torquay fans getting soaked and watching their team lose. Uh, did anyone else feel for the Torquay fans getting soaking wet watching their team lose? No. no. Brilliant, thanks. We've, um, we've done that at York. Remember at York that night yeah, away at York on a Tuesday was, night. I've I've never been more moist. No, not I. Awful. Um, I remember a particularly damp one at Accrington as well. Yes. Yeah. Who are they? 
Lots of wet ones. Exactly. Um, uh, Lower, are you going to charge um, away fans less to go in the away end? Anybody? I mean, the, uh, how often has that terrace been used this season? Like twice, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> it won't make any difference. Yeah. No. Sorry, Phil. It's it's a nice heartwarming thought, and I appreciate you thinking of other people, but no, stuff them. Um, Jem asks Jem Gardner, who is an, a Northern Glover, very good at driving me to away games back in the day. Um, was your recent coinage of Kalino the first usage of the term? I still feel physically sick when I think of it. I'll be honest, Jem, I hate the term Kalino. Um, it wasn't file it, us. File it with quarterback. Yeah. Um, I, I we weren't the first. It came from Phil Osborne, the goalie coach. He said Kalino. I commented on how much I hated it, and somehow it's accidentally stuck. <laughs> so there's the answer to that. Sorry, sorry to everyone else who is also offended by Kalino. I hate it as much as you do. Good couple of Kalinos this week, now. Okay, that's not. Um, do you want the ones on our actual site now? Yes. Okay, Michael I'm Stone. There. Stone, you're there. Good. I've got him. I've got him. I've got all, right, him. all right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Way or Hargreaves as manager? What one would you choose? And the answer is not neither of them. Oh, well, not allowed to say. How, how, how has Stoney done that? I'll, Come on, Stoney. Message him later. Neither. Um, no, you know, no, <laughs> no that you're not allowed to say stated. It's clearly stated, Foxy, in the rules. That's that's part of the harness of the GCQ. I'm there. gonna take. I'm gonna take Darren Way as the first four months when he turned Paul Sturrocks ragtag bunch of misfits into a team that managed to stay in the league. That part of Darren Way with Liam that's, Walsh that's running a, things. Yeah, but he didn't sign Liam Walsh, did he? Um, yeah, he did. Oh, did he? Yeah. I think Roberto Martinez gave him to him when he was Everton manager. I would quite happily let Chris Hargreaves manage like a Starbucks or a Costa Coffee. I think he would be, he would get <laughs> on really well. Service. Great customer service. <laughs> Everyone would have really good reviews on, good. on the Google. Five-star reviews. Stakeholder engagement. Trustpilot numbers are through the roof. Um, I, I would probably take... Oh, 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 oh. I can't say it. <laughs> I can't say it. Can't say it. I can't say it. I can <laughs> say that I don't want Chris Hargreaves. Can I say that? <laughs> Foxy. You can't say neither of them. Do you want us to move on, Foxy? Oh, <laughs> Oh, he's gone there. Uh, Debs, Debs, Debs is transferred, by the way. She's yes. on loan to Facebook from, <laughs> from, Twitter. <laughs> from Twitter. Big fee. Uh, Elon Musk has let her go. Yeah, exactly. It's Zuckerberg's like a Yow, Yow Felix fee. Right? Zuckerberg's cash was calling. <laughs> um, what is the most irrational superstition you have? I don't have any. I don't walk on the three drain pipes when they're together. Yeah, yeah oh. same. That's that was you, you, what I was going to say. It's the three drain pipes. I don't walk on the three drain pipes. Like man, the drains. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know yeah. why I can't walk on them. Yeah, but I can't. I don't know same. what I don't know what happens if I do, but I ain't finding out. I have to punch someone if I see a yellow car. We just we just say yellow car. All right, okay. We just point out the yellow car. We don't we don't yeah, physically you violent you towards each other. Went born I feel racing. sorry for Rob Manley here. You, you know, uh, full name, please. Full name. Rob Manley. I wonder why he's leaving Screwfix. <laughs> don't. 
Is that, is that, is that exclusive Screwfix transfer news as well? Um, okay, thank you very much. Uh, Benjamin Mahoney. Benjamin, great name, if I do say so myself. Will Dan Byrne score at Wembley? Again. Newcastle United, YI man, are in the uh, Caribou Cup final. Oh, that's such a shit game, isn't it? Like... <laughs> I genuinely thought you were going to say accent. <laughs> no, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh Foxy's gone. Um, <laughs> I hope if, he does. If it was Man United versus Spurs, I'd want the pitch to just to open up and swallow everything. Um, but it's not yeah, a huge I'd part like they're playing on Wembley. No, uh, I'd like Dan Burns. Yeah, it'd be nice to see Dan Burns score, but yes, we can't yeah. really like Newcastle. At the same end, given their <laughs> given where um, their wealth has come from. Yes, true. Mm. And Ian Gaines. Um, what would be your one and only Desert Island disc? Led Zeppelin one. Oh. Whoa. Foxy's choices. You think, choices. Ben? <laughs> Me? You think the, the ultimate... Me, I, I mean, I'll be happy for anything that isn't Hey <laughs> Dougie if I'm on Bal- a Desert Island. Balamori soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jeez. Um... I would have the last album I genuinely bought was DJ Otzi. Don't stop the album pop. <laughs> um, so that one, I'll have that one, please. Don't it's stop only... the album pop. It's probably a tape, um... isn't it, rather than a CD as well. <laughs> I would go with um, Ameri- the album Americana by The Offspring. That's a good one. That's a good one. If I was to pick an offspring one, I'd go Ixnay on the Hombre. Yeah, but, I am. Well, well, you're not allowed to own Lab One Design and Disc. Yeah, so Led Zeppelin one. Respect the GCQ, please. Um, Facebook done. Over right. to the Twitter. To the Twitter. Let's go. Um, James Drew, top three Yeovil players of all time. Skivo, Williams. Gavin, Gavin Williams, Hall. Terry Skiverton, Tony Panic third. Mine's the same, but Pat Moore instead of Penner. Skivo. <laughs> Fox Choice. had a lot of thinking, Hugo, lot of thinking to do. Hugo tonight. Rodriguez. Big Hugo Bartosz gets Tar- in. Bartosz Tarowski. Oh, wow. Likes height. Likes height in his top three. <laughs> 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 great at the, great from corners phenomenal from corners um da, 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 da. uh tuppence asks why do people ask twitter questions on twitter but not on facebook? facebook well until dave trolls them into it they 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 don't but we've got an engaged community on twitter would be people feel really, people feel engaged yeah that would be my really wanky answer um <laughs> language on this episode <laughs> I do apologise you turn up here once Foxy and suddenly Debs is having to explain all kinds of words to her son uh, Ian Watmore just when performances are improving and the mood around the playing side of the club is better you've not listened to this podcast yet the attendance <laughs> dipped below 2000 on Tuesday if we are going to push for the playoffs what can be done to get more bums on seats have some shots on target. Someone take over the club. 
Foxy, would you like to sing an answer? <laughs> Nodding doesn't go well with audio podcast, it's, it's Foxy. A, <laughs> it's, a, it, it's, it's a great argument for having the video or a live show, but on audio. We, we need the live show. We need the live show. Tell um, these two, not me. I, I'm all in. Yeah, win, take over. Okay. Um, Adam Barrington asks, would you be happy to have Reese Murphy back if he came available? Gamble with fitness? No, he didn't want to be here, did he? No. He hasn't no. played for about three years, has he? Yeah, Since he, he actually, a... actually left us. And he had a proper, it was a proper bad injury on it. Had like a proper ACL year long out job. I think I think this question is I don't know if any of you have seen this today. I think this question has come from the news that Scunthorpe United had a bid rejected mm. for Reese Murphy. Um, in amongst them announcing a signing every hour on the they, hour. They have the been busy. They <laughs> have been busy. Yeah. And um yeah. South End haven't paid anybody and they are properly in the poop. Um so I think South End were looking to lose a few quid on the wages and stuff, but um yeah, and honestly, I'm not not sure I would. Too much of a risk. You'll need three months to get fit. Um, yeah. He's not top of my list. Who's top of your list? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Dwight York. Is it you? <laughs> I would take Reese Murphy if he was sort of fit. <laughs> it's, too much, it's, it's too much of an if. Yeah. For a, for a club with no money. Yeah, I'd take the gamble. Mm. I'd take the gamble. Please gamble responsibly when the fun really? stops. Stop. <laughs> what, what industry do you work in? Um, Andy Clevo, celebrating Clevos, asks uh, not a question. <laughs> no, he doesn't ask. Not a question, more <coughs> an observation. Thanks, Clevo. Um, <laughs> it's called GCQs, not GCOs. Um, keep your Tuesday nights in March free. As can see, Gateshead and Wrexham away being bookmarked for the 21st and 28th. Sounds like we tried to get Gateshead rearranged for this Tuesday in Tuesday coming in place of Wrexham from Mark Cooper's press conference. And I think he also said we might be playing some Thursdays. Given the, There will uh, almost certainly be some Thursdays. In fact, there might already be a couple of Thursdays planned in in North and South. It's that, it's that fixture heavy. Yeah. Definitely. I think I think Clevo just wanted Gateshead on a Saturday, a Saturday, but it ain't happening. Clevo, get no, over it. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work. It's gonna be a very interesting um, a date. Yeah, to try and get Gateshead in. Green and white stuff to hire a private jet for that one, won't they? Okay. Keep your Tuesdays free. Oh, I want to play football on Tuesdays. They're all away games. I'll be playing football. To be fair, mate. To be fair, mate. You might get on the bench. I'll go. I'll go up front. Go up front. Just got to get some match fitness. Um, Colin. Now that uh, Yorkshire Glover, Colin asks now that we are regularly signing clubs, other clubs under twenty players, and with Aidan Skiverton regularly turning out for the under eighteens, what has become as Finley Skiverton? Don't know. I know he was playing at Street, wasn't he, for a bit last season? I was going to say, that's what I couldn't remember which which Skiverton it was. Um, I don't think I've seen his name on the Street Twitter this season, so I don't know if he's still there or not. But he definitely was last season. But... No idea, Colin. Ben, Ben, you'll have to add a line to Lone Watch. 
Well, he's not on loan. Well, he might be somewhere. Well, he's not. I'm just checking the <laughs> AFC. <laughs> I'm just checking the AFC Wimbledon under 18s account. <laughs> come back to you, right? Um, come back and we'll ask another question. Mike Watts, do you think Charlie Wakefield deserves a proper run in the team now he's back from injury? In a side where we lacked goals, would he have been a better option as he has proved more clinical than Oliver Bory? Yes, please. Foxy's, yes. Foxy's nodding again. Yeah, I'm nodding again. Sorry. That's <laughs> really good podcasting by me. No wonder I don't get invited very often. Um, yes, I would like Charlie Wakefield back in the team. Yeah, I'd like to, I, I would like to see him. I just... <laughs> he's just like your mate that you really want to see do well. I think, you know, those performances he put in last season where he, he did, you know, make a difference and score goals, although there were, you know, it wasn't that many. I think they were in such big games that I think it just makes you think, ah, oh, this is what he can do and it would be great to see him do it again. Um, so, yeah, I would like to see Charlie Wakefield given a run. Uh, Robin Batchelor asks, could Malachi Linton use a loan spell? With Jordan Young's arrival, he's missed out in the last two matchday squads. A spell at National League North slash South level could give him minutes and confidence to be our first choice striker next season. I think Linton's too good to drop a level. Agreed. Um, as someone who writes Loan Watch every week, um, I'd love it. <laughs> um, he's 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 better than Will Dawes, and Will Dawes is playing at the level below. Yeah. So you know, yeah, and I wouldn't want to loan him to any of those in and around us. So unless there was a way in which he could be loaned upwards, no, just keep him, please. Yeah, I think he's, like, I, I, I think he's got a part to play. I really do. Yeah, I think he needs confidence, and I think he needs a run. Yeah, yeah, there you Obviously go. We don't want him going. Too good. Uh, and David Coates, friend of the show, asks if this season friend wasn't... of the show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he's the he's guy that does all of the. You when he listens to this, he's the... <laughs> he's, he does so much of the work that I don't do. <laughs> I give, can't wait. Give this. Give that guy the the. Oh my word! Sorry, Dave. Give him the give him the keys. Give it give it courtesies. You'll end the season. <laughs> <laughs> you are a liar and a fool. Um, okay, uh, Coatsy asks if this season was a movie. Oh, this one's not going to go well with Ben. Uh, which movie would it be? I would choose Gladiator, with Mark Cooper stood in the center circle shouting at people who don't like us retaining possession. Uh, followed up with a, "Are you not entertained?" Uh, picture. Movies. I would go with I would go with a hangover. So because um, usually on the hangover you forget actually what the season was all about. That'd be quite good. <laughs> As someone who isn't a movie man, I just um googled underwhelming movies. And I'm gonna tell you what the uh, top ten answers are and um we'll go with that one. We're gonna go with Apparently, most underwhelming movie, as a, according to the website I am on in front of me, faroutmagazine.co.uk, says that uh, the most underwhelming movie, and thus 
our season is a lot like oh my god so many pop-up adverts it's worse than the western gazette website you've gone all stuttery now as well it's obviously really murdering your laptop <laughs> like your face is moving like whoop, whoop, whoop. it is oh star wars episode one the phantom menace okay that's yeah, the that's most uh, underwhelming movie yeah, quite who it. quite who plays jar jar blinks and all this don't know <laughs> Binks. Jar Jar Binks, Ben. Whatever, same man, different. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Groundhog Day, seeing as today is actually Groundhog Day, the day we're oh, recording. Oh, yes, of course it is. And we've drawn so many games, and every game feels the same. There we go. Coatsy, thanks for teeing that one up. Obviously, you're more than a friend of the show. Love you, mate. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.